Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle. Jana Tuttle and welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries podcast. We are so glad that you are tuning in today and today I have a special guest. It is the one and only Brad Tuttle. Say hi. Hi everybody. Well we are excited today. Um, I know for many of you because I'm like this uh, sometimes when I hear someone speak or I go to their website I want to know something about them, especially them being a Christian. I want to know how they came to Christ. I want to know their conversion experience. And so uh, many of you have heard Brad, his testimony as he was on the evangelistic field and um, going to some churches and sharing his testimony. But some of you haven't heard it. And so I thought it would be um, awesome for you to be able to hear it firsthand right from his mouth of how he came to Christ. So, Brad, we just wanted to know um, just about your life a little bit before Christ and then that conversion experience. And um, we're going to just give you the mic right now, and we are all tuning in and listening. Okay. Um, well, as far as before Christ, I didn't know anything about Christ. I was raised in a, you know, in a good, decent, moral home, but we weren't church going. I didn't go to church. And so I kind of grew up in a suburban neighborhood in North Cincinnati, not church, not attending church and not really knowing anything about any of it. I, I literally, as I tell people, I thought I was going to heaven because I was an American. And, uh, (laughs) You know, I I was a typical young person who, with, without the Lord. I just, you know, I did things I shouldn't have done. And, you know, so I just didn't know. I knew nothing. I and, and the sad thing about it, I think, about all that is all the way even up through high school, I don't remember anyone ever sharing Christ with me. So I never had anyone ever, you know, take the chance to, hey, this guy's lost, so I don't know if that was there weren't any believers in my high school or however that is, but I no one ever told me about Christ, so I knew nothing. So, Brad, just so that we understand completely, so you just grew up in an all-American home. You were in sports, sports I know. started when I was little. Okay, so what kind of sports were you in? Just... I played uh, Little League Baseball and uh, started there real, real little, played that for year after year after year, absolutely loved that. I started playing peewee football Um, this is all before well before junior high it's like an elementary school and so I played baseball football and then I played both of those up through high school and I also wrestled in high school so so you were a decent person but you just had never um, had the opportunity really to go to church and no one ever that you can remember shared Christ with you yeah and the funny thing was because I was captain of the football team in high school (laughs) I I um I was the guy that was like Rah! you know let's get out there and he still is <laughs> and uh, I um I remember I used to pray with the whole team before the games and I'm thinking I I wish I would have recorded it because I wondered you know what was I saying like you know oh God help us to you know beat the beat the others you know team. I don't yeah so I don't know that's kind of funny that is okay so um go ahead with your testimony just how this happened okay so I just um. You know, I was 
I'd always had a desire to be a pro athlete and some some aspect of that. And, you know, part of my testimony is just making bad decisions and kind of getting involved with wrong crowds and different things like that. And um, through a stint of short stint of college, playing college football and, you know, just trying to find my way. And again, not 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 really having a measuring stick or a person kind of guiding and I don't know. I was just kind of, I think the enemy was just really trying to steal what any future destiny and God I had by just getting me to kind of throw, throw it all away in a sense. Cause you really didn't have direction. Like I didn't have any direction. Said. Yeah. You, you were very talented and gifted in sports, but you didn't have that direction. And so, okay, go ahead. So I, I, uh, went into the military and I uh, enlisted in the United States Navy, uh, at which I ended up being a, a United States a special operations diver. So, you know, that was something that uh, I'm always going to try to achieve something that's a little bit higher. Um, I always try to push myself that way. And this was something difficult. And I made it through it, came out of my class with some of the highest scores. And so, you know, really excelled in that type of thing. And the interesting thing was, and we'll get to the the, the testimony part of it is I'll speak fast forward when I was getting out of the military um, I was in California and um, I was going to breakfast one morning and I was coming back on this big Navy base in San Diego and I was walking back this this unsaved sailor diver guy coming <laughs> back to my barracks because I was going to be you know um, administratively cycling out of the service in a couple days so um, that's what was going on at that time. So I was staying in a barracks. And as I was walking back, uh, something really dramatic and integral to where I am today and very instrumental in my who I am today and my destiny and God happened at, on, on that sunny afternoon. Um, what happened is I was walking. There was a young Navy guy um, whose name was Chuck. I don't remember his last name. I wish I could track him down, but I, I he, he what happened was he came running up to me, mm -hmm. and I remember hearing him running from behind and running up and kind of coming up next to me, and um, I remember you know when I look back I think wow what boldness and what courage, you know to do that I was he didn't know me from anything so he came up and started asking me all these very probing questions he was just walking along with me he's asking me hey man what do you think about the world today or you know, what's going on in life or, you know, where's your life going? And he was asking me all these, um, and I'm sure he may have asked me even things about eternal life. I'm not sure. And I just kind of was shrugging him off and, hey, man, get away. And I didn't really want to talk to him. You know, I'm like, this guy's <laughs> bugging me, you know. And um, so what he did was, I, I, I know he went through the process of, of, you know, doing what he needed to do. But I, I the things I'm, I specifically remember is before what happened was he stopped me he actually got in front of me and stopped and so i had to stop walking and he looked me right in the eye he goes I, he goes i want to I, I first of all he goes i want to invite you to you know we're having a we're having a softball game picnic tomorrow we wanted to invite you to, to come out i'd love for you to come out and kind of hang out with some people if you'd like to and first of all, what's unlike me and normally I would have said, no, thanks. You know, I, I just, I got stuff I got to do, but for some reason I said, okay. 
Um, but before he left, he looked me in the eye and goes, I want to say something to you, though, before I leave. He looked at me. He said, I just want to tell you that Jesus Christ loves you. Mm. And um, to be honest, that's the first time I ever heard that. It's the first time I ever heard anybody say that. you got to remember, I... I knew nothing about Christ, nothing about the resurrection, nothing about the cross. I, I never even pondered any of that before. And when he said that, it's not even that I got saved, obviously. I didn't confess Christ, but something just shot in me like a, I mean, pierced I could, pierced, my, pierced me on the inside. And I remember um, he left and gave me directions and how to, where he was going to meet me. And so the next day, so anyway, I, I remember going back to my barracks and I remember sitting on my bunk, and there was a guy next to my bunk. And when I used to work out with weights, I used to listen to real heavy metal music, like ACDC and people like that. <laughs> and uh, he, and one of my, one of the songs I used to listen to was a song that they did, like "You're on a Highway to Hell." Oh and, my! <laughs> you know, when you don't know you are. You're like, this is awesome. So I was sitting on my bunk, and and on his boombox, if that dates me at oh, all, no. he had a boombox. <laughs> he was playing that 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 probably that cassette tape. <laughs> And that song came on, You're on a Highway to Hell. And I'm telling you, I'm being very honest. It, for the first time ever in my life, I thought to myself, am I? Am I? So let me interject. Can I interject this real Please, quick? Yes. If you, it, don't ever think that, you know, little things you say to people won't make a difference. If it's in the Spirit, Holy Spirit's power is behind, behind that statement, Jesus loves you. And, man, that just pierced my heart. And I remember even getting on... Um, uh, the, you know, kind of getting excited about, you know, the next day and all that. So he came over and I went to the picnic and uh, they were playing softball. And what was really different about it was I was around all these people. None of them were cussing and not, they were they were telling funny jokes, but they were clean. And I'm thinking, and I, so now I'm noticing there's something different here. Mm. And again, in the things I can remember, I remember when I was leaving when we were all, I, I, you know, I was, they knew I was going to be leaving the next day or day after that. And I remember them getting me in a circle, getting around me and I, they're all joined hands. They're praying for me. So man, you know, think about it. Um, you know, they were praying. I, I don't remember the prayer obviously, but I, I know that they, I'm going to imagine they're praying a, a lot of different things about me coming to know the Lord or whatever. So I remember leaving that picnic, but I'm, then I remember going back to the barracks calling my mom on the phone and I remember telling my mom mom I heard about God today and you know I heard about and you know my mom she she wasn't saved either so she's like oh that's nice you know we'll see you when you get home so that's kind of really all that was and then when I got back home I got back into the same stuff same people um, a little bit different thing was I started um, I walked into a gym one day and the gym owner said hey would you ever thought about powerlifting and uh, so I started getting into the whole powerlifting thing, which led me into doing the steroid thing. But I got really big and I got really strong and I started winning powerlifting meets. And and what that did was that got me notoriety in Cincinnati. So I got to be, if I'd walk into a bar, you know, I started hanging out with all the athletes in town. It's funny what, you know, because you're big and you're strong and you kind of get a name, you, you get notoriety. You know, it's like the Fonz and you get notoriety. <laughs> and I'm married to him now. <laughs> and um, so I'm uh, I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm, again, I'm hanging out with, you know, very notable athletes and all yes, that. Yes. And um, still, you know, unsaved and, you know, again, doing the 
competitions and things like that. But what that led to is I got invited to a nightclub. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was living where I was living was in pretty, was in close proximity to where the nightclub was living in an apartment. And this nightclub was a grand opening and all these athletes were going to be there. And I got invited. So I went and, and I'm not a, I'm not a big nightclub guy. I, I never, I never really felt comfortable. I wasn't, you know, like a big dancer, like, in, oh no. and, uh, you know, I don't, anyway. Can I just say this real quick? You would probably not want to be on the dance floor with this big man, six foot four, long arms, and just big and muscled. He is right now, but even back then, more so um, just being steroid filled. So I'm sure if he started cutting a rug and busting a move on the dance floor, people would be flying because um, he just, he's just powerful. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it was a scary sight when I tried to do it. <laughs> And um, oh, no. so I went to the nightclub, and again, from what I can remember, the specific points mm -hmm. I'm in there, and um, all this is going on. I'm looking around, looking at all this stuff happening, and people partying and drinking and doing drugs, and mm. and I was sitting on a bar stool, and I remember having a beer bottle there, and I was, you know, drinking. And then it's hard; it's really hard to explain to people. Um, kind of what transpired but as I was sitting there it's like I went from one moment seeing things in a normal realm just kind of seeing lives and people and to it's in an it was like an instant and, and I think I got it I think I relate it to when Paul says you know the scales rolled off his eyes mm. on the Damascus Road I really think that's what happened because I, I I describe it as window shades going off going up rolling up my eyes and it's like I went from a split second of seeing, just looking normally around a bar to, I mean, my eyes, it's like what it was was somebody, the prayers of those people at that picnic and other people probably praying for me. Um, Spirit was doing a work on me and he opened up my eyes and my heart to see where my life was. I, I now understand that to be that mm -hmm. way. and But I didn't know it then. I looked around and in, a, in an instant I saw my life. I thought, what am I doing here? What am I sitting here for? What, what, what have I done with my life? Where's my life going? I mean, I got this real, you know, dramatic, um, just my everything just I can't explain it just hit me on my entire I mean it it shook me up so much that I couldn't sit there I literally jumped I really I literally left the bar got in my car and drove back to my apartment I had no, I had no idea I, I didn't know what to do I didn't know what I was feeling I didn't know why I was feeling like it was you know I thought I was getting angry but I you know probably was the conviction well it wasn't probably it was the conviction of the spirit now moving on me mm -hmm. So I get back to my apartment and I'm trying to, you know, I'm struggling with what is going on? Where's my life? And I mean, I, and now anger's kind of coming out and I'm in there just kind of mad. I'm just throwing stuff and hitting stuff and hitting the walls and just what is going on? And I'm in this real place of desperation of my God. And, I, and little did I know that God had, that was his moment in my life when God was saying, I, I'm, you know, I'm opening up your heart to see me and to place your faith in me and to know my son as your savior. And at that moment, I mean, I didn't know what to do. So I don't know why, but I walked into my bedroom and uh, I literally in my bedroom, you know, you understand. And I, I don't, I'm not a church person, didn't know about kneeling or anything. All I knew is 
I just knelt down by my bed and um, I went from being a completely unsaved, lost, in, living in darkness um, to I fell on my knees by my bed and I remember just kind of raising my hands in the air. What happened was I remember now, it, it was so, so specific. I re, it, What flooded back into my mind was Chuck sharing the gospel and those people talking about Jesus and talking about the gospel, you know, and and just knowing that I was a sinner and knowing that I so what I was feeling was that I needed Christ. I needed to be saved. I needed him in my life. I needed to serve him, to turn my life over to him, to ask him to forgive me. And all that came that that in what what's exciting about that and what's awesome about that is that they took the time to share Christ with me. And Chuck stepped out of his life. He ran to me to make sure that I knew about Jesus Christ. God used him, and then he used those other people to add on top of that, but he used him to, to literally be his vessel, his mouthpiece to me um, uh, of hope and eternal life. And, you know, it just came flooding into my heart when I was kneeling by my bed, and I just literally confessed Christ as my Savior. Uh, my heart was changed. I saw myself as a sinner. I saw myself with a great need for Jesus. I saw my need for salvation. And I just, I prayed. I prayed from the depth of my heart was out of sincerity sincerity and repentance. And I was, I was sorry for my sins. I repented for my sins. I was, you know, I, I there was, it was such a, a moment of, uh, well, there's no, never been a moment like it because it's, it's the greatest moment that can ever happen to us in our lives is coming from eternal, coming from darkness and being brought into the marvelous light of Christ. And I prayed that prayer. And I remember weeping and I was crying and I was sobbing and I was heaving that night so deeply. And I prayed probably a, I don't know, a 90 second prayer. And once it was done, I remember, I just remember, it's like, I, I remember is. As much as I felt all the other things so specifically and so dramatically, I remember it's almost like I felt this enormous relief, this sense of peace, but I felt like it was almost God was speaking to me and saying to me the one thing, I, one of the things I felt like I never could find, what's my purpose? I just felt like God was filling me with the understanding, I have a destiny for you, you're now going to find what you've been made for. You're now going to find in me what I created you to be. And it's like I got this sense of now I could walk into a destiny and walk into a true purpose life. And I realize you really don't have, your destiny cannot, it's found in a relationship in God because ultimately, right. you know, God knows who he has created you to be. And, and so that night I was wonderfully saved. I was wonderfully born again. I was wonderfully birthed into the kingdom and I became a child of God. And I must have cried for two hours um, right then. And man, I, I just was different. I mean, I can't describe, I was radically, and I'll say I was radically transformed and changed. And immediately, uh, things started changing in my life. My thought patterns, it's amazing, started to begin to change. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of stop this at this point, but I, I, I knew something in me knew, cause I probably heard Chuck and the other people talking about church and I knew I needed to go to church. So that this was on an early Sunday morning, about between one thirty and two o'clock in the morning. Well, um, that morning, that Sunday morning, tired but saved and excited, I ended up in a church, and um, I ended up sitting in the back row of the church. I walked in here. I've had my 
cowboy boots on and and that that's a sight in itself so i walked in there and i'm sitting in the back of the church and i think somebody might have asked me you know who i was what I, you know my story i told them i just got saved and they got in some you know the pastor got me up on the stage and one of those churches where they let you testify and tell us what happened and i i just it just came out of me man that whole now all that all that thing where i would get raw raw with people oh, football wow. it all came out of me about being saved so um, I just got radically, radically converted, and I, I, I know my entire existence as a believer, I'll say this, and I'll let my beautiful wife say what she needs to say, but I, I will say this, from the, from, that, from the moment of my conversion, all of us know that being a Christian is not an, it's not an easy road in life. There's ups and downs, and there's trials, and we go through things, but I have never, ever, 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 ever gone back one step. When he radically saved me, I've always managed to keep moving forward. I've never had a desire to go back to where I used to be because I know what he gloriously saved me from. Mm. So I know that I know I know that I know that I'm born again and I know Christ as my savior and if my life was over today, I know where I'd be and I'm so grateful. I I, I get impacted by the fact that he saved me all the time and every time I share it um, it hits me and it moves me and it, and it just reminds me of the graciousness and the awesomeness of the God that I serve. You know, um, like me, y'all are probably out there, tears in your eyes. And just to, um, we're just being real. <laughs> I have to catch myself right now because just so moved by God's love for us and, I want to encourage you that if you are out there and you have a lost loved one, you know of someone who doesn't know Christ, like Brad said before, you know, you never know if you will be obedient in going to them and you will, like Chuck, just speak to them about Jesus. That is what your job is to do. And the Holy Spirit will take out the rest. Mm -hmm. He's the one that, that, starts moving on their heart. And so as we hear that, you know, I believe one day Brad's going to be in heaven and Chuck will be there. And I believe that Chuck is going to be able to be rewarded for all of the people who have come into the kingdom under Brad's ministry through the Holy Spirit because he was obedient. You know, so many times we just, uh, out of fear or I, I don't want to, you know, I'm busy. We don't want to, uh, just step out and and witness to someone. But this is a powerful testimony. And like Brad said, years later, he actually came the day of salvation. But it was that seed that was planted years before with Chuck that came back that early Sunday morning uh, when Brad was on his knees, surrendered this big steroid-filled man, um, surrendering to Christ and just being broken right there. And what's so powerful about it is whoever is in your life right now where people say there's no hope, where they say, um, you know, they'll never amount to anything. When you see what God did for Brad, he is the same God of yesterday, today, and forever, that he is no respecter of persons. And so I encourage you to stand fast, to pray, to witness, 
and just watch what the Lord can do in people's lives. Brad, I, I just want to thank you. I know that I need to share my testimony and that will be um, in another podcast. But I just wanted to thank you for just um, just sharing that. You know, Brad's been saved for a while now, <laughs> decades. And I love, I'm married to him, but I love every time he shares that. Because you can just feel the presence of God. And I know y'all can feel it too. Y'all have a blessed day. And just remember, there is power in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We pray that you were inspired and encouraged. And until next time, remember to live all out for Jesus Christ. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.